It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to May 5th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Today we'll be in Fort Dodge, Iowa. So let's turn our attention to the Fort Dodge Messenger and Chronicle on May 5th, 1924. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Let's roll. Perfect weather makes it an outdoor Sunday. Fort Dodge enjoyed a Sunday in the open yesterday. A bright, clear day with temperature that was just right made it an out-of-doors Sunday for nearly everyone, and it was one grand and glorious feeling. Thousands and thousands of motor cars were to be seen on the streets and country roads, just a steady stream of them, no matter where one happened to be, some rattling old cars, many new and swell ones, delivery trucks that were converted into pleasure cars for the day, boys with their sweethearts, family groups, all in that endless parade. If there are 8,500 automobiles in Webster County, Fully 8,400 of them must have been in service yesterday afternoon and evening. The streets in the city were particularly crowded last evening and for an hour or two after supper. It is supper on Sunday, isn't it? Central Avenue had the appearance of an automobile parade. Enriching the gasoline interests wasn't the only pastime yesterday. However, even if it was the most popular, there were hundreds of strollers and hikers seen on the streets, in the woods and along the country roads. No day could have been more ideal for a hike up the river or the lizard or any place, any place except along a principal highway, the constant automobile traffic stirring up too much dust to make that enjoyable. The country club golf links were crowded, of course, Likewise, tennis was enjoyed by a number, the Northside Tennis Club having opened Saturday and the courts there being in excellent shape. A number of people took advantage of the day to have their first picnic of the season. Probably at no time of the year are the woods more attractive than at the present. The lure of the water attracted some and a number were canoeing on the river. It's a little early in the season for bathing to be pop very popular, but there were a number of early birds who found a plunge in the river just the thing. Busy session in police court. Many traffic violators. 27 arrests were listed on the police court calendar this morning as the result of a variety of city ordinance violations. The names of traffic violators filled a good share of the space on the sheet, there being 11 of them. One visitor from Duncombe, hastening up Central Avenue Saturday evening in a reckless manner with no lights and passing the town trolley on the intersection, had a triple charge listed against him and posted a $5 bond for each of them. He forfeited the $15 by not making the trip to town this morning. 
four speeders whose margin of surplus speed ranged from 5 to 15 miles per hour, paid $5 each for the extra mileage. A visitor from Algona purchased a car in the city last Saturday night and took his first ride to the station where Officer Miracle hailed him for turning on the intersections. His ignorance of local traffic rules earned him a release. Other traffic violators paid small fines or were released on account of first appearances. The customary half-dozen drunks also appeared to receive their 15 or 4 assessment. Four of them were picked up with one Goldie Warren at 1st Street and Central Avenue. The lady in the case paid a $25 fine. A crap game, which had flourished regularly on the steps of Pleasant Valley School, was broken up yesterday and a half dozen of the youthful participants hailed into court for a lecture and a warning. For some time, the lads had been pursuing their amusement despite the force, thanks to a lookout who had tipped off his mates at the approach of the law. The lookout was taking part in the game yesterday, which enabled the police to get within reaching distance. Habenicht Farm Home Burns to Ground Sunday Chimney Sparks Result in Disastrous Fire Loss is $6,000 Fire starting from chimney sparks, alighting on a dry shingled roof, burned all but a small portion of the Albert J. Habenick Farm home, three and a half miles north of Fort Dodge to the ground shortly after noon Sunday. The total loss was estimated at $6,000, a portion of which was covered by insurance. The fire spread rapidly along the dry roof, and in a short time all efforts to save the house were futile. Bucket brigades were formed by the many farmers who came to the place to render assistance, and through this way the fire was kept from eating up a small addition to the house on the east, which is used for a kitchen. Calls were put in for help from the Central Fire Department, and the new chemical truck hurried to the place. By this time, however, the fire was beyond control, and the main part of the home was burned to the ground. Four members of the Central Station Department worked for nearly three hours, keeping the blaze from spreading to the kitchen addition and checking the flames here and there. The supply of chemical carried on the truck was nearly exhausted during the fire. Old Home The fire marked the passing of one of the old-time farm homes near the city as it had been constructed more than 30 years ago. It, however, was in excellent condition, according to the owner. The Havenick family had been in Fort Dodge attending church and returned home at 11.30. Because of the chill in the air, Mr. Havenick built a small furnace fire. It was sparks from the fire which eventually destroyed the home. Members of the family were in the house preparing the noon meal when Carl Ducker, living just north of the Havenick place, discovered the burning roof and rushed to the home. The meal was deserted and those at the place began moving furniture from the home. All the downstairs furniture was saved, but very little from the upstairs. 
all neighboring farmers rushed to the aid of the Habenich family, bringing buckets to help and extinguishing the flames. Guests who had arrived for Sunday dinner were also pressed into service pumping water from the well or else passing buckets to those who were on the porch roof pouring water on the flames. Hundreds of Fort Dodgers who heard of the fire and passerby along the North 15th Street Road stopped at the place, many lending aid in fighting the fire or helping carry out household goods. More than 75 cars lined the road near the farm home at one time. By saving the small one-story addition to the house, the family will have living quarters until a new home is built. Girls start long hike. Former school teachers will journey to California, Sac City, Iowa, May 5th. Two young women, Miss Callie Williamson, Oskaloosa, Iowa, and Miss Eleanor Booman, Hartley, Iowa, chose Sac City for their starting place on a long hike to California. The two young women, former teachers in the Sully, Iowa schools, were baggageless articles in pockets in their sleeveless sweaters. They wore knickers, blue denim shirts, and straw hats, and of course, bobbed hair. The girls say they will not turn down a lift in case motorists offer to pick them up. They plan to reach Los Angeles sometime in June. Two-day trade tour begins at 7 a.m. Tuesday. The two-day trade tour of 100 Fort Dodge manufacturers and jobbers begins tomorrow at 7 o'clock when the special M and St. L train, which will carry the boosters, leaves the Union Station. Badger, Humboldt, Livermore, Luverne, Hannah, Corwith, Stilson, Britt, and Forest City will hear the Fort Dodge message tomorrow morning, lunch being eaten at Forest City. In the afternoon, Niels, Thompson, Buffalo Center, Lakota, Sway City, Armstrong, Maple Hill, Grover, and Esterville will be visited. The party will stay all night in Esterville, leaving there Wednesday morning and getting back to the city Wednesday evening. Everything is set for what promises to be one of the most successful trade tours ever conducted by local manufacturers and jobbers. The Fort Dodge Municipal Band of 23 Pieces, under the direction of Carl L. King, will be in the party and, needless to state, will be a big feature to the trip, not only for the enjoyment of the travelers, but also for the entertainment of the towns that are to be visited. In addition, there will be some special vaudeville stunts. White felt hats will be worn by the Fort Dodgers Distribution of them being made at the train tomorrow morning. And that's it for May 5th on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it. Episodes are released on Wednesdays and Fridays at 8 a.m. So put that on your calendar. Anyway, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. 
Just real easy. Search Iowa's newsworthy past, and I'll be there.